Even though I was a recruiter before I was running Career Contessa, I think people just assume, oh, you must be amazing at hiring people. You never make mistakes. That's not true. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Strategy Show. I'm your host, Simon Severino. Today, we have founder and CEO of Career Contessa and host of the Females Podcast. Her newest book is called Power Moves, How Women Can Pivot, Reboot, and Build a Career of Purpose. Welcome, everybody. Lauren McGoodwin. Hi, thank you for having me. So cool to have you here and so relevant what you have brought with you. We will unpack how to hire, how to fire, and how to promote accordingly. Super pumped. So, Lauren, what are you currently creating? Yeah, well, uh, this is less of a creation year. In all honesty, I think part of that was I was creating the book all of last year and it came out. And then, of course, coronavirus happened. So we are um, creating our usual, which is just really amazing career content on a daily basis. And we're trying to not take on some like a book project or some other crazy big project just with the uncertainty of this year. But luckily for us, just creating amazing career content on a daily basis keeps us very busy. And let's go directly to your CEO tip number one around hiring. Mm -hmm. What's your perspective? Yeah, you know, even though I was a recruiter before I was running Career Contessa, I think people just assume, oh, you must be amazing at hiring people. You never make mistakes. That's not true. Everybody who runs their own business, works for a company, they've hired the wrong people and they know how big of a difference it can make to hire the wrong people on your team. So I think hiring is one of those areas that um, you should not rush. You should be very focused about what it is that you want, what does success look like in the role before you make the job description. Um, just have a lot more clarity. I feel like what happens with hiring a lot for companies is, you know, people are your most important asset. They're the ones who really help you grow your team. And But what will happen, so like, while that's so important, they'll make these quick decisions about like, oh, we need someone who can do X, Y, Z. And then the next thing you know, they've thrown up some job description and they're hiring. Well, there needs to be, I think, an equal amount of, of thought put into who you're hiring, what that, again, like what success looks like in the role, um, as there is to just the idea of like, oh, we need a person to come in and solve this problem. So hiring is something that I just feel like is so important to do in the right way. Otherwise, you always pay for it later. <laughs> so that's kind of the description of how we hire. Oh, we need this person. Let's hire. <laughs> what, is, yeah. what is the better way to do it? Like, can you tell us how you hire or how, how to do it the correct way? What's the framework to think it from? Yeah. So, I mean, I used to do it that way also. And um, what I realize now is that when I do it like that, I am basically making the assumption that whoever I hire is going to be the solution to my problem the minute I hire them. And so it's kind of like, oh, I've already solved the problem because now I've hired a person to do that. And, um, you know, that's not the case. The people have to come on board. They have to be trained. They have to be taught. They have to, you know, have time to make mistakes and fail and figure it out. I mean, they're, so first of all, it's just sort of, I think, a mindset or an assumption of like, you know, the, the minute, if you have a problem, you're trying to hire someone to come in and help you solve that problem, just hiring them doesn't solve the problem. Uh, that's just 
maybe part one in a, a 10 step process. So for me now when I hire, um, I spend a lot more time thinking about who do I need to hire? What are they going to come in and be very focused on? What does success look like in that role? How am I going to manage that? Um, what tools and you know softwares are they going to need? A lot of times too, I will start with some freelancers or um, you know someone who's a contract worker for maybe a couple months to help me get a better sense of what it is that I actually need for the role. Because sometimes you think you need something and then you hire that and you realize, you know, I actually don't need that skill set. I need this skill set. And so I'm kind of a big fan of the uh, tests via, you know, freelancers or or even myself trying to take on something for a little bit first um, or someone else on our team and, and kind of shifting things around before we actually go out and hire a full time person for that. Um, and, and part of that is then when we are hiring the person we have so much more clarity about what that person's going to do on a day to day. And we can actually describe that in the interview to them. So they have a lot more clarity about what they're going to be doing when they come into the role. The other thing I would say is we always do team interviews at career Contessa and team interviews are great, but a lot of times there's no preparation on with the team about who's going to focus on what in the interview, you know, it ends up five people just end up asking the same person, the same five questions. So, um, the team and I, now we always go through kind of a more rigid interview prep process for us as the interviewers about what are you going to focus on? What are you going to focus on? What are you going to drill down on? Um, and that helps us get a little bit more of a well-rounded interview experience as well. So, um, you know, that at least is, has been working a little bit better than, than the old method, but I, I think the old the method you're using, for example, which it totally makes sense because especially as a startup, you're moving quick and you're like, I got a problem. I got I get, I need this person to come in and solve it right away. Um, and I've just realized that when you move quick with that stuff, the odds of making the mistake are just so much higher. Tell us about your team. Which which roles do you have, and which one did you hire first and second? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so our team is pretty small. There's only three of us. Um, the very first role that I hired was a editorial director or a director of content. Um, since we are putting out content all the time, we do mostly written content, but we also have video content. We also have podcast content. Um, so that was the very first role. We've always had it. It's, it's still really important. Um, and then that role has a um, part-time you know, freelancer who helps with some um, specific editorial projects to help them, whether it's copywriting, whether um, it's writing a long-form article that they're assigning, something like that. So you know, that person has a little bit of support with that. The next role that we have is a creative producer. This role has changed throughout the year uh, years. Sometimes it was just solely a graphic designer. Um, we do a lot of graphics with whatever we're doing at Career Contessa. Part of that is, you know, we're a career site. And so it's hard to um, have a lot of images to what we're doing versus like if you were, you know, a food uh, site or something like that. So it used to be a graphic designer, but as we started to move into other mediums, such as video, such as podcasting, such as online courses, a creative producer became a much better name for what the role actually was. And that's sort of an example of learning by, um, you know, slowly, <laughs> slowly learning by mistakes. Um, so what that person does is they help with anything that is a creative production of any sort of career contest, again, videos, podcasting, <clears throat> excuse me, um, graphics, um, just all around sort of like, if it's not a written word, that person's probably involved with that. 
And then I really handle all of the marketing um, and business development. So anything from making proposals for clients to um, working on stuff like this with a, a podcast, managing all of the marketing, so social media, email, um, and that works well. It's a little tripod that works really well. And then each of us has one person who supports us um, on a part-time basis. So that works well for our team. We used to have a team of six. And to be honest, we didn't need a full-time team of six. So the the, the three full-time and three part-time has been a better balance um, throughout the years for us. Nice. You want to make your sales more repeatable and reliable? Do you want to have less volatility and more growth in your revenue per month? At Strategy Sprints, we do only one thing, strategy and Sprints. Strategy means having more revenue through a better offer. And Sprints means having more energy in your team every week. Check out if your ROI is as high as it is for most service-based and online businesses and startups we work with, which is over 100%. You can see it in just 15 minutes by going to strategysprints.com sales and completing our online exercise to know what your ROI would be with our Accelerator program. We are ready to sprint. Are you? And so you have all the marketing and most of operations delegated, right? So what are you doing as the CEO? What do you see as your main um tasks. No, I, I actually do all the marketing and the operations. So I'm one of those rare CEOs probably who probably should and could definitely benefit from um, spending more time at a strategy level and kind of high level. I'm very much in the weeds of the day-to-day. -day. If you get an email sent to you, I, I created it from Career Contessa. Um, if you see something on social media, you know, I created that and, and thought of it. Um, and then from an operations perspective, you know, I am sort of the, the, the project manager who helps make sure we're having team meetings, think there's a process in place for this, there's a process in place for that. I mean, part of it is when you have a small team, your organization becomes so, so, so important. It's kind of the livelihood of how you're able to get done what you're able to do. Um, so I would say one of the, the, you know, areas of improvement for me would be to um, maybe delegate some stuff a little bit more so that I can be a little bit more strategy oriented versus operational oriented. Um, this year, it's been interesting just because that has been um, kind of naturally built into the role just because of the current climate, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't remember when I was all, also in the same situation, three people and I uh, I was, but still in the tasks. Yeah. So what, what helped us was creating systems uh, that were repeatable. But I, I, of course, did the first ones. And yeah. when I had them working 25 times without problems, then I said, okay, now it's done. Now it's ready. Now you have to kick me out of this. Because <laughs> I didn't like it. So kick me out. And then please kick me out. And it was creating the ownership and say, okay, who's the owner? What's your plan? And I remember this question made it possible for me to let go. I would ask, okay, you are now head of marketing. What is your, and we call them head of marketing, even if we were only three people, but everybody had freelancers outside that mm -hmm. and they manage them and lead them. So we said, okay, head of marketing. And then it was important to have that name. 
because it allowed me to step out. And the question was, what is your growth plan? Walk me through your growth plan. And then after asking that regularly, and then at some point I had the feeling, okay, they have a plan. Yeah. Now I can really step out and do something else. Beautiful. Yes. Before we go to uh, a much less uh, discussed <laughs> topic, but so important for, for everybody of us, how to fire the right way, we pass through the segment that we call the Strategy Award. If you could only pick one person that when everybody's zigging, they are zagging, but from your perspective, they are doing the right thing. Who's that person? Uh, there's so many. Um, I'm going to go with a brand just because I feel like brands, there's so many individuals, but for me, the brands are sometimes the ones who stick out. Um, Mina Harris and her brand Phenomenal, where uh, it's it's a social impact action campaign where they're selling um, merchandise, physical merchandise, but it all goes toward helping um, these campaigns that are related to, you know, I don't want to say politics, but definitely um, social good. I think they're doing an awesome job. Um, I, I don't know if it's that when everyone zigs, they zag, but they definitely have their own style, their own voice, their own tone. And they always seem to be one step ahead of whatever the herd is going to follow next. So I'm, I really, I really love their ingenuity at Phenomenal. Thank you. And now we go to the firing part. Oh my God, I have to fire somebody. How to do it? Yeah. My advice is to do it quicker <laughs> than, than, or sooner rather than later. I actually got the advice once that, um, this, it was an, an employment lawyer and he was like, look, in my experience, which is a long time of this, he's like, the minute you, it goes into your head, like, I think it, I'm, I think I might need to fire this person. You probably need to fire this person. You probably needed to a couple months ago, but it's just now coming out loud to you. Um, and I think in hindsight, I look back on that advice and I'm like, yeah, he was right about that because I have been very quick to hire in the past and very slow to fire. And that doesn't it truly, it doesn't do anyone any favors, especially you as a CEO. It, it, it really weighs on you knowing that, hey, this person isn't working out. Um, it's not getting better. This isn't the right fit. And whether you don't want to fire them because, you know, it's a hard decision for you or you're going to feel bad about it or you are worried on how it's going to impact them. What impacts them more than anything, though, is staying in an environment where they don't fit, where maybe their confidence is being taken down each day. Maybe they... Um, are frustrated at the role and they're starting to really um, become that poisonous employee who starts to let everyone else know, hey, this place sucks. And like, here's why you should hate it too. Like basically, and, and I, we used to call these at my old workplace, culture vampires. They literally suck the life out of your culture. And I've had a couple of those at Career Contessa and it's a hundred percent my responsibility where I let them stay too long because I wasn't comfortable with firing people. Um, and if you're going to be a CEO, you need to learn how to put emotions aside and do what's best for your business and, and really separate the two. And I've always struggled with that. Um, empathy is one of my number one strengths. And so I would say empathy can be a huge strength for a lot of parts of my business, but 
that part, it made it 10 times harder. Um, so just go back to the advice that uh, that lawyer gave me, which is the first time you think it, it means it's probably a good idea to follow through with it. We see this a lot in our accelerator when we coach CEOs and especially if they are a people's person, which makes yeah. them which makes them such nice person. And that's why people want to follow. And this is why people come to your company. So it's 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 really double the the effort and double really hard for them to then have this big picture size and say, okay, where is the whole company going? What is functional, dysfunctional for the system? Yeah. What is the right thing to do? We actually had, so if you right now listening, uh, need to fire or are thinking about how to fire there was one guest brian robertson so you can go back uh, to the episode with brian robertson he said i love how my company fires people and he laid out the whole process of how his company holacracy one uh, does fire people and uh, so it could be interesting for you but i hope you have never fired <laughs> and uh, if you if you have to do it quickly we have one more CEO tip, but before we go there, what is a book that inspired you on a professional level? Oh, I have so many. I mean, obviously I read a lot for work, um, but probably the few that I recommend over and over again is The Confidence Code. I thought that was just an amazing book that every person, especially every woman should read. Um, I also um, love The Art of being a manager by Julie Zhu. Um, I thought she was the first intern at Facebook who then became a manager and kind of had to figure it out as she went along. And uh, I thought her advice was just really incredible. She also talks about kind of, you know, you're not their friend, you need to be their boss. And and I've learned the hard way about, you know, if you are friendly and a little bit more wishy-washy and you don't want to make decisions, that's not good for people. People need structure. They need um, some authority to come in and say, this is what I need. And here's when I need it by. Um, and so I learned a lot from her. And I would say those are two really good books because everyone needs confidence. And becoming a manager is a really challenging job. And when you are running your own company, you're the manager and the founder and all these other things. And um, you're going to probably be the most exhausted by managing people and, and all the things that come with that. So I found her book to be Really, really life changing. I keep it uh, nearby so I can turn to it when I need it. Also, so that's that. Those are the two books I definitely would recommend. I didn't read the confidence code, but I guess right now we all need a little bit more of, of confidence in this funky year, just to stay on track, right, and to stay. Yeah. Clean. Does this book give uh, applicable advice? Should we say to everybody, hey, read it? Yeah, it's applicable advice. But one of the things I like about it is that it's not just, you know, here's how to get more confidence with like woo woo things. They're very science oriented and the science of confidence and how, yes, some people are born with more natural confidence than others. And here's how you can increase your confidence. Here's stories of especially of women who have done it. So um, I think it's really applicable advice. And I, I think it's important for people. Sometimes if you can understand the science behind something, I find it actually easier to then go and implement that in your life or have more of that in your life. It just gives you that that context that you didn't have before. If I, I guess many are thinking, should I give it to my daughter? How old should they be to read this? Yes, they actually have a second book that's for girls. Um, so they have one that's for the younger group. And then the confidence code is for uh, the older group. 
So you can get both and, and read them together. <laughs> All right. And then your third CEO tip, promote accordingly. Who to promote? How to promote? Yeah. So I think especially running a career site, we see this all the time. You know, if you go based on what your employees want, you're going to be promoting them every six months. You know, people are impatient. They are obsessed with feeling like, hey, I did a good job. Now where's that promotion? Um, so what I would say is promote accordingly, but come up with some sort of structure for yourself for how do you promote? How often do you promote? Um, what is the criteria for a promotion? Um, you know, for some companies, you're right, showing up 365 days warrants a promotion and a raise. Um, oh, I think I froze. Oh, am yeah. I back? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and so one of the things I, I think about promotions is I think rewarding and acknowledging people for their hard work is extremely important. Does it always have to be a promotion? Maybe, maybe not. Um, and so I think what I've learned is promote accordingly to the skill set and um, that actual next jump versus just being like, you did an awesome job this year. So now we're giving you more responsibility. It also goes back to just managing expectations, being really clear about what is coming with this promotion. So uh, again, the structure, having a lot more structure in place than, than you think you probably need is I would err on that side. Beautiful. And um, who should be my next guest? Yeah, so um, Eliza Licht is, uh, she's the author of Leave Your Mark, and she's also um, has a, a fairly recent podcast called Leave Your Mark. She is sharp. She is, uh, she was the original um, DKNY PR girl, which was this like secret P uh, Twitter handle for years. And she really became a phenomenon with that. I mean, she still has it. Like she's, she's sharp. She gets it. She is on the cutting edge of this marketing and, and building brands. And I just really like her style. It's very like shoot it straight. And um, I think she, her podcast is also fantastic and has a wide range of guests. So I'm a big fan of hers. <laughs> Beautiful. Where can people stick around your creations, find you? Yeah, so we've made it fairly easy. We are at Career Contessa on every social media platform you can think of, um, except for TikTok. Haven't done that yet. Um, we are careercontessa.com. And then our podcast is called The Females, and it has kind of a funny spelling. It's F-E-M-A-I-L-S. So think of female and emails being mixed together. Um, and then my book is called Power Moves, which you can find wherever books are sold. Beautiful. The Females podcast and power moves get it everybody and thank you so much lauren for being here and for helping really by sharing your journey but also giving away your wisdom and your resources thank you so much come back soon yes thank you have a good one bye bye we all know that working in sprints is better but how do we know what we should work on you're in luck because we have a 15 minute exercise that will give you complete clarity on where to take your project next. Go to strategysprints.com sales to complete our short exercise and meet one-on-one -on -one with an expert sprint coach to identify your number one bottleneck. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the strategy show. Make sure to like this video below and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with every episode of The Strategy Show. Get daily CEO tips from CEOs for CEOs.